And hello, everybody. It is Tom Chenault with the Network Marketing Leadership Show, and it is an unbelievable day. I have got a guest that I have been a fan of forever, and we are going to have some fun. Before we get there, Adrian Chenault, how are you? I am tremendous. So happy to be here. This is a very, very exciting day. Yeah. So I came out of the investment banking world uh, in 1988. My job was a high-level stockbroker and financial public relations guy. Uh, my income in 88 was 877000 bucks. I got two DUIs and two disturbing pieces in one month. I sobered up in September and in January, I figured out where I was financially. And to my chagrin, I realized I had spent a million one that year and I was dead broke, newly sober, had to reinvent myself. And it was crazy because here I came out of a world of mergers and acquisitions. I looked up, I had Adrian as a four-year-old and his sister as a Z year. She was born two months uh 30 days after two weeks, two weeks after I got sober. If she watches this show, she will be mad that I don't remember her exact birthday, which was October or something, October 8th or 10th or 11th. What was it, Adrian? Do you have any idea? October 11th. Something in October, right after I got sober. And so Courtney, if you're watching, I apologize for that. But uh, the fact of the matter is I had to reinvent myself and I reinvented myself into the world of home-based business, which is what you have now. But my passion has been mergers and acquisitions, startups, all that. And here we are. And Adrian, why don't you talk for a second and talk about why you love this Alex Stern so much. And here we go. I can't hear him. Sorry. That's because I muted myself because I was worried about that. All right. There we go. So it's such an honor. This is such an exciting opportunity and such an exciting conversation and kind of a funny moment, actually. So I we started this company, Contact Mapping, back in 2017. And what happened was as we were starting this company, we spent a, a lot of time trying to figure out how to name it and what to name it. And we spent a lot of time studying a lot of the best companies in the space. And the intersection of those two Venn diagrams was constant contact because we wanted to call the company contact mapping that was based on a term that my dad had come up with to describe what he had done for all of these years. And then we went and looked at, well, what are the best companies that have been around that we can learn from along the way? And what kept coming up at the top of that list was this company, Constant Contact, who you have probably heard of many times before, who you've probably seen in the footer of emails that you have received over the years. And just an unbelievable company. And all the time, people accidentally say constant contact when they mean con contact mapping. See, I almost just did it. And I consider it a pure honor because that's a pretty, if you're going to get mistaken for a company, then you could do a lot worse than to be accidentally called constant contact. And so Alec, among many other business accolades, is one of the three initial founders of constant contact in an attic, as I understand. So I want to hear all about how that all got started. And 18 years later, they sold it for a bucket of money. And this is a guy who I have been very eager to get to learn from. I've been learning from him from afar on Clubhouse. And now here we are. Wow. Cool. Hello, Alec. Hey, how are we doing? Good to see you. Guys. Never better, baby. Thanks for that the warm introduction and comments. I appreciate that. No, you're the man. And I'm telling you, whether it's Mark Victor Hansen or Paul Capozio, or Dominique, 
everybody talks about your heart before they talk about your head. And they said you're a fun-loving, pizza-eating son of a gun that lives life like a rock star all over the world that happens to be bright and unbelievable at putting people and therefore deals together, which is all life is, right? It's, it's about connections. Yeah. Taking your, taking your contacts and and uh, actually, uh, you know, put, putting the pieces together for a success. And you're absolutely, I was told by two different people that you're not a name dropper, that you hold your relationships tight, but not hard. So what that means is he's not one of those guys that's going to try to one up you all the time. But if you need connected to somebody, this is the guy. And that's worked out real well for you throughout your career, correct? Yeah, so so uh, people always ask me, you know, you know, who who do you uh, who is the mentor or, or or that the people that you that you were aspired to meet or to be with, and I'll be real straight straightforward with you. I, I aspire to to meet every small business and every entrepreneur, and especially in the inner cities. That's who I look up to, and so I don't care about you know. The, I mean, I I love all the people I share stages with. I've made some amazing friends that have have you know, like like Mark Victor Hansen and, and Crystal and others who have. Just you know, afforded so much opportunity to me uh, with regard to speaking and and connections and so on. But but I really uh, uh, in my DNA is small businesses, and that's that's really where my heart my heart goes first. I have got a doctorate in drunk, so that means I am really good at alcoholics, and that's where my whole life is is misfits and those types of people just like you. And so everybody asked me where my people are all the time. And I knew Khashoggi. I don't know if you ever remember that name, Adnan Khashoggi. He was an arms dealer. I knew John King, who was just B.B. Raboso took him down. I used to fly him around when I sold airplanes. I have met people at the very top of everything. But my tribe are those people that you're talking about where I can make a difference with a human being across the table that is literally starting at zero with an idea and a lot of ambition. And that's the guy I love and live for too. So just like you, right, sir? That's correct. Yeah, so so uh, same, I mean, I've been, as we talked, afford a lot of opportunity and, and uh, those, those, you cherish those moments when you're, you know, either on stage with or getting an award at or whatever it is. And, uh, yeah, so it's really the, the 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 people, and you know, I I appreciate your backstory and sharing sharing that, and uh, you know, it's uh, sure at times in life it was very challenging when you experienced it. I grew up in a uh, in a home, you know, with my dad was an alcoholic, so so I had to experience it firsthand, and and so we never really got close. Just uh, he was very very successful in his own right. Uh, was involved with over a hundred patents, um, and mostly in textiles majority, and so. Um, so I, I actually, I saw in him what I did not want to be in a person. So I never wanted to go into business. So I went to college for sociology. I did that for about a semester and I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm going to go over to business. This isn't for me. Um, and so, um, I, I, there's an old joke, like, uh, someone said, well, you know, what's your major philosophy? Well, why don't you minor in communication so you can think out loud. And so, <laughs> so, so I kind of had to move back over cause I was a numbers guy and, and certainly about business. So I did go over to, to the business school at Syracuse and, um, you know, and, and one of the things my dad did teach me, which, which was really helpful was that, you know, uh, I said, I want to go into marketing. He said, well, you got to be close to the customer. 
You got to be close to the customer if you want to market. You want to figure out how to market to them. So you should go into sales and business development and get close to the customer, which I did, and I had great success, and I never looked back. So over time, I did pick up roles where it was like heading up sales and marketing, uh, but never was truly a marketer, which I had gone to school to and studied for, uh, but went a different path from there. What do you think of that, Adrian? Uh, I love that, and I, you're you're exactly right. You know, so. Having worked in in some big technology organizations and and you know interacted with a lot of Fortune 1000 companies over the years, really it it's remarkable the degree to which the sales organization is the tail that wags the dog in every company around the world. It's where all of the energy goes. It's where all of the investment goes because it's what makes the company go. And so. You know, every company understands that if you don't take care of your sales organization, if you don't build a, a world-class sales organization who understands the customer and who is going to drive your business forward, then you're just not going to be around for that long. And so to have figured that out really early in your career and, you know, getting dropped into, you know, a, a big company. And I, I was doing some background research on, on some of your story of, you know, get, you know, you got, you know, you're the, the first kid out of college showing up in this big company and they just threw you to the wolves. It sounds like you had to kind of figure it out on your own, right, Alec? Yeah. So it's, it's, a, it's a longer story, but I'll, I'll give you the, the short, short one. So, so I was at college. We did a case study on a company called Prime Computer. And back in the day, Prime Computer and Digital Equipment Corporation, DEC, the two were competing. Prime was first with the first mini computer, which was really uh, you know, taking those mainframe computers that IBM and HP and everyone had, bring them down to a smaller footprint that could serve small and medium business. And so that was my first sort of foray, getting into understanding them. And, um, and so, so, so I did a case study on Prime in one of my classes, and I was like, this is a cool company. Of course, my dad was dogging me, like, go to IBM, go to one of the big companies, you know, you'll have a full career, you know, what are you going to have with this, this company? They might not even be around in a few years. They had, uh, they had gone public and were big, you know, big company. And so, so I, I called corporate you know, and called the top, top person in sales, worldwide sales and marketing executive, got to three, through three assistants to finally get the third one to say, look, I'll, uh, I said, I'm going to be in Boston. Can I just meet him for 30 minutes? And so I went in and he's like, what's this meeting for? Like we, you know, we hired five to 10 year experienced people from all the bigger companies. You know, you're right out of college. Like, you know, we don't really have a fit here for you. I'm like, you should work with, you should work with kids right out of college. And I convinced them to start a recent college grad program. So I was the first one, I, I sat through all the training that they were teaching folks with five and 10 years experience, figured what worked, what didn't work, and then built a program. And then they started rolling in classes, you know, 40, 60 people several times a year and go speak to all those classes. And uh, so, so throwing it into the wolf. So after three months in training, I went out to, to a field office and they said, where do you want to work? Do you want to go back? Hey, Alec, we got to take a break. So stick around. We're right. field office. Stay right there. This all is right. the Genesis Communication Network. We're going to come back right after this with the great Alex Stern, Adrian Chenault, and his old man, Tom. We'll be right back. And here we are. Sorry, I got too, in, I got too engrossed and I asked way too big of a question, oh, no, Alex, so sorry. <laughs> your show, so whatever you want, whatever. So, the, you, so you understand this is a hard break for, for the AM radio. Yeah. So now this gets this gets ported over to Genesis and it goes out to all their radio stations on Saturday. And but it's a hard break. So right now it's a little commercial break. So we can just goof around and talk about contact mapping or anything that you want. So it's gonna be hysterical. So take it away, Mr. Adrian. 
We All right, perfect. I think he might have turned off his. No, I'm not sure. We might have lost him, so we'll we'll get him back in a second here. But hello, Dad. It's Hi, not, this, this is not our usual stick. I can't no. poke you if you're saying the wrong thing right now. It's very well, difficult. Yeah, for me. yeah, but here's what I'm going to tell you during the break here is I am so far out of my element that you got to carry the water on the rest of this show because this guy is one bright son of a gun and I am like swimming for my life. So you take it from here. <laughs> okay. I, I love you. I don't believe you, but I got it. So that sounds good to me. So let's talk contact mapping for a second here. Yeah. So, you know what, and, and it's an interesting comparison and, and we'll, maybe we'll talk a little bit about this later in the show, but you know, contact mapping was born of your experiences in not just network marketing, but in all the different, uh, you know, all the different things that you did over the years, the unifying message of which was it was, you, you were always in a relationship business. And what we realized is that those, you, it was really the old school principles of, of how to network and create relationships well, that was, you, you know, you took that you created a, a simple, powerful system around it that worked perfectly for you. You made a career out of showing other people how to do it inside of your company. And we realized that if we could just take that and package it for the world, that we could make a big difference. And so that was really how contact mapping was born as we took these ideas of you know, really the classics of, of networking, right? That's it's, it's how to win friends and influence people. It's thinking grow rich. It's the, you know, these central tenets of, of relationship building that somehow I, you know, I think got lost in the, the excitement for all of these new CRM software tools, like a Salesforce or like a HubSpot or these different things out there that have so many bells and whistles that they forgot, they lost track of the human being in the midst of it. And so what contact mapping is about is, is giving you an easy, simple way to be able to bring life to that set of contacts that is sitting in your phone, doing nothing for you because half the people you can't even remember who they are. They're just names and phone numbers sitting in your phone. And so what we want to do is help you to realize that that is your most valuable asset if you'll just pay a little bit of attention to it. And, and we've made that easy, right, Dad? Never again will you have to say, who is that guy over there? Because you're going to have his picture and you're going to go, who was that guy? I cannot figure it out. Oh man, he worked at whatever. He worked at Taco Bell. I know that guy. He worked at Taco Bell. You put Taco Bell on your phone, every picture of everybody that you know that works at Taco Bell shows up and you go, hi, Joe. And the guy swallows his cigar. What is so hard about that? Because all anybody wants to be is remembered and you figured it out, Adrian. It's a miracle. I just took what you did and, and figured out a way to bottle it up. And so we have a totally free version that you can go and check out. If you go to contactmapping.com slash free, you can go and take it for a test drive. And our mission in our heart is just to help you to be more powerful with your relationships. So we're coming back to the main radio. And we're back. It is Tom Chenault. It's Adrian Chenault. And it is the great Alex Stern. It's the Network Marketing Leadership Show. And we 
are on fire because I have been in love with this guy. And during the next segment, I'm going to tell the story about how we got to him through Paul Capuzio and uh, also through Mark Victor Hansen, because that was a complete exercise in seven degrees of six degrees or however many degrees of separation that is. I am excited about this guy. Back to you, Adrian Chenault. Take Pick up the story where it was. Yeah, I want to I, I want to finish the story because it's just so powerful. So you talked your way. I didn't realize this part of it. So you really talked your way into the C-suite of this company who hadn't been hiring students out of college. And you convinced them to bet not just on you, but on the idea of, of starting to do that. And what happened next, Alec? Yeah, so so uh, just again, long, longer story, a fun story, but, but just to keep it, keep it uh, short for, for the show. So, so I ended up getting hired. I, I went through all the training, uh, said what worked, what resonated with me, what didn't, created special training, and then all these recent college grad programs of 40 to 60 several times a year you know, were, were born. And so I'd go speak to all of those. And so when I was going to leave the training department after three months, I was going to go get placed in the field you know, for a business development you know, account management role. And they said, well, you know, you're from New Jersey. Do you want to go back to New Jersey? I'm like, no, I want to stay in Boston. Like, great, we have an office right here, you know, just down the street. So we'll, we'll, uh, we'll let you, we'll put you in there. I'm like, perfect. So I get dropped into an office. My first boss, uh, when I walked in day one, said, come to my office, close the door. Um, he said, you are a liability to me. You've taken away a hiring rec for me to hire someone who's five to 10 years experience. I got this newbie out of college that I got a babysit, not doing it. So don't bother me. And don't bother any of the other salespeople because we have a job to do here. I'll give you a territory and you're on your own. So I was like, all right, whatever, figure it out. So, so that challenged me to like really like prove, prove him, you know, and uh, prove him and others wrong. And so, so I ended up um, getting a territory. I started closing businesses up. These were, these were like the desert of opportunity. Uh oh, where they used to work with, con you know, used to work with uh, the company, but then they, they, you know, switched to other vendors. So I had to try to resell people. Anyway, had great success. Was one of the top salespeople in the country, and go went to a couple of different awards events to, you know, to be recognized. And I just remember standing there that moment where all these C-suite executives are in a circle. But I met all of them to interview, and they're like, "This is unbelievable! Like we hire you out of college, and you blew away like everyone practically in the company." You know, and, and one of the top salespeople. And of course, the, this boss came up to me and he left and someone else became my boss. He went into corporate, but he showed, he walked up. I said, oh, and they said, oh, here's, he's like, here's my protege. And so I, so I was like, okay, here's my moment. I said, time out. I remember that first, first day where you kicked me out of your office and told me that I was a liability and all this other stuff. And I figured this out on my own. No, no, no help from you. And so he turned all red, all the executives were laughing and kind of like walked away, tail between his legs. I'm like, I'm not giving him, giving him one inch of satisfaction of my success. Like did it, I did it on my own. Wow. Did you turn your microphone off, Adrian? That is unbelievable. And what a, you know, just to be able to, you know, we all dream of having that moment. So rare do you ever actually get the moment and uh, so that's so, but you know, I think that's, that's so much of what being an entrepreneur in any capacity is about, right? You got to have that chip on your shoulder. You got to have that inner drive 
to want to bet on yourself and to not let anybody you know, give you no for an answer. And so I, I think that that's so important and I know has, has led into you, the other businesses that you have been part of. And uh, in, we'll come back to this after the break, but also kind of fits into how we managed to connect with you where, you know, we, we started seeing you pop up on Clubhouse and went, we got to figure out how to find a way to get in touch with this guy. So we'll talk, we'll tell that story after the break when we've got a little bit more time. But that entrepreneurial don't take no for an answer that, you know, dad, that's, that's really what success in any business, including network marketing really comes down to, isn't it? I've come through, I mean, I'm people's worth nightmare because no matter what, if I'm going to, I'm going to put a target on you, I'm going to figure out a way for us to do business where you win. And one thing that I've learned from almost everybody from Alex Stern to Robert Kiyosaki to every big guy is I've got to live in the conversation called what's in it for them. If I can figure out a way where they get, I'm going to get. And instead of just being this agenda-driven human being, my agenda is always the agenda of the person across the table. And that's kind of what Constant Contact was all about. It finally brought the people to the product instead of the product to the people. And I love that about that company. I used it forever. It was until it got white paper tonight because I kept bombing it and I was no longer effective because my list was so goofed up. I mean, I didn't, you know, constant contact was way, way too good for me, but it developed relationships I couldn't, I couldn't do. And so I love this guy. I love this concept. We're coming back right after this. It's the Genesis Communication Network. All right, Adrian. <laughs> so I'm in a co-working space in San Antonio, Texas right now. And these rooms all have motion detection lights. And so I'm sitting there. I saw and the it. Light just went out. I went. So thank goodness I, was, I waved my hands and it got going again. Oh moving. my goodness. <laughs> That's right. You gotta keep moving again. Can't be so still. Right. So Alec, you, you know, and I heard you say this on Clubhouse, you know, you guys were an 18 year overnight success in constant contact. And, and I know you guys were players for so many years. I, you know, I, I, I have been hearing from and, and have been aware of what you guys did for, for many, many years. But, you know, what do you think was the most important thing for create how enabling others to be successful building relationships as the creator of this incredible tool in constant contact yeah so so if you're talking specific to from the customer perspective um yeah you know, let's just set the stage back back when we were starting the company there were no tools for small businesses for for marketing there were no no tools whatsoever and so the enterprise right amazon and others had enterprise tools, they have resources, they had agencies, a lot of ways to solve, you know, sending out, start to send out one-to-one -one communications and, you know, all the one-to-one -one personalization and, and email marketing, and they were starting to do some of that. But no one on Main Street really had a solution. So the, the original premise was to level that playing field for small businesses against those big competitors. And what we, what we set out to do was to give them not only a tool that they only had to worry about what they were gonna say, when they were gonna say and who they were gonna say it to, but, but honestly went on to, you know, uh, for, for um, you know, to allow them to, uh, to, to develop the relationships, nurture those relationships and get the sort of the things they were looking for in their goals in business, staying top of mind, staying engaged with their current customers. So, so keep them on the happy path and always stay in touch with them. And it was easy for, for the marketing touches through 
email marketing initially with constant contact. That's so powerful. And I think the lifeblood of any customer relationship, whether you're doing it one-to-one or one-to-many, you know, the, the name constant contact is perfect, right? Because it, it's really a matter of maintaining this connection and this relationship and, you know, when it's at its best, really customizing and remembering that customer or that prospect or that other person to develop that relationship and to develop that desire to continue doing business or to start doing business. Because it really, at the end of the day, it's it's about that you, you're enabling that small business to to develop real relationship with their customers, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, so, so uh, um, but, but understand that like, you know, small businesses, you know, they have so much on their plate and there's a lot of things that they, they, the, you know, that they try to be the, you know, they're the general store manager doing everything. And so this was an easy to use self-service tool that allowed them to, you know, level the playing field and look as good as the big guys, but also given those tools and resources to get going in the cultivation of those relationships by staying top of mind and driving them back in. And they're your best prospect is your current customer, because if you, you know, they're going to tell others and they're a trusted source to someone else to say, hey, you should use this too, or you should buy this or go visit this gallery, do that, this restaurant. And so, so you know, through the relationships that people have, you know, this was just a way to, you know, to, to cultivate and build those relationships for a small business who are not thinking about, you know, the, you know, how to, how to nurture, you know, that relationship. So most of them, it's like, well, when they come back in, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll see them and we'll chat and they'll buy something. But this is uh, this is staying staying in touch and doing things with them when they're not you know necessarily coming back and being top of mind for them to say you know what we haven't been there in a while we should go I just got an email from them today we should go you know so it just you know it just drives a lot of uh, a lot in terms of the relationship. I, I love that and I think that same concept is is really what contact mapping is trying to do at the you know you con- constant contact was really targeted at that small business owner and remaining top of mind those same principles apply at the individual level for a network marketer or for somebody who's in business for themselves where maintaining that connection and staying in front of that potential prospect or even just you know that person who's a friend or somebody in your network a mentor these different people you know when opportunity arises and they go who you know who should i connect with about this thing or who do i want to buy this thing from or whatever it is you want them to think of you and so that's what contact mapping is about and so go to contactmapping.com/free check out the free version and let's get you started and we're back. This is Tom Chanel. It's the Network Marketing Leadership Show. We've got Alex Stern and my little boy, Adrian. And I'm telling you what, I am a fan of this guy. I love the fact that he was constantly on Clubhouse mentoring the little guy. And I would go in there and listen for hours of him talking to these people that had ideas and he was giving them ways to scale their businesses, ways to look business in the eye keep their eye on the ball, make the main thing, the main thing. And I was just absolutely mesmerized with him. And I kept writing notes to him and trying to get responded to, but I knew that there was a line in front of me of people doing exactly the same thing that was 14 miles long. And I could not figure out how to get close to the guy, no matter what. So finally, he's interviewing Mark Victor Hansen and his wife, Crystal, on their great book called Ask, 
which just got to the top of the New York Times bestseller list. And he's on there and I'm on my way to a restaurant and I'm going, oh my God, I'm going to go in this restaurant. I'm not going to be able to hear the end of this interview. I've raised my hand 35 times. I know Mark Victor Hansen is going to see my hands. He's going to tell uh, Alex Stern how great I am. He's going to put me on the stage and the rest is going to be history and it is crickets. So finally, I'm out of my mind, Alec, and I text Mark Victor Hansen. I go, Mark, and Mark loves his wife more than he loves air in his lung. And I go, Mark, get me on the stage so I can talk about your wife. Crickets. I'm standing in the line at the restaurant. There were people are talking to me. And I said, this is not going to work. And I, and Mark is talking. And so I hit send and I call him right in the middle of it. Cause I know that that cuts him off on clubhouse and it was going to piss him off. And he looks at his phone and he goes, that idiot Tom Chenault's calling me and still nothing happens. About two minutes later, you said, you said, well, this is the end of the show. And it's really been great talking to you. Wait a minute. We got to get Tom Chenault up here. And Mark, Put me on the stage. Next thing I know, I'm finally on your radar and I am saying beautiful things about Mark, but I'm really talking to you. And so at the end of that show, you and Dominique had both followed me on Clubhouse. So I knew if you want to catch a mouse, you have to think like a cheese. And I finally have your attention. And you sent me a note that said, find me on Gmail. So I send you the note on Gmail. Of course, I, that's in a line of 5,000 people. I'm again, way in the back and I'm going, how the hell am I going to get to this guy? Next thing I know, I'm on, I'm in a clubhouse. I'm on the stage. I'm talking. And all of a sudden, Paul Capozio is talking right after me. And he goes, well, I've always wanted 10, 10 minutes with Tom Chenault. And I, you know, he's got that uh, East Coast, New Jersey accent. And I, I'm hearing it and going, who is this guy? And I see that he's had a billion and a half dollar company and he's done all these huge things. And I'm going, oh man, this guy's got something going on. All of a sudden in the bottom left-hand corner, referred by Alex Stern. I just about married Paul Capozio. I am like jumping through the phone because if you want to catch a mouse, you have to think like a cheese. I said, we got to talk right after this. And the rest is history. We got on the phone with Paul. Paul got on the phone with Alec. Alec, we brought in Adrian. And here we are, one big happy family because you guys have to understand, never give up, never stop connecting, never stop remembering. And the rest is history. Right, Alec? Yeah, that, you, you, you said it. And so, so I think you know the you, couple things that you said there. Uh, you know, lead with value. So you led with value. You know, you talk yeah. about things like what's the what uh, the purpose of why we should connect and, and what uh, what we could do together. And you were really prescriptive about it. And those those raised to the top. You know, I've got you know I, I do a room in clubhouse and you you get five hundred or thousand DMs. A lot of them are you know, complimentary and nice. You know, thank you for this and that. I love your 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 inspired me whatever it may be then there are those that haven't asked and some are as simple as you know hey uh, reach out to me when you get a minute i'm like you know about what when what why yeah <laughs> you know i don't have time for it like i gotta go down do the work to figure out how, why we should be talking together and so so there's no connection in terms of relationship right there, there was nothing it didn't put anything together with regard to why we should why we should connect in the first place and then where's the value in the connection and so that's the, you know those are just key things that set anyone apart, you know, would lead with value and 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 you know the rest will come. And you and Paul both told me that you love to make deals and you love to be involved with deals and structure deals and help people. Is there a better place on the planet for that fledgling entrepreneur with very little capital 
the network marketing. And I know that you have advised and really, really helped a lot of people with the mindset around, you know, you got something small called a little network marketing business, but that doesn't mean it won't be big if you treat it like a business. I've listened to you talk that way to Paul and to the various people around that world, as well as the people that have done a billion and a half dollar companies like Paul has. It's all basically the same, treating a business like a business, right, Alec? Yeah, I mean, you nailed it. That, that, that is true. And I think the, um, you know, stepping back, I mean, I, I, I used to speak at the Direct Selling Association uh, events and their conferences and so forth. And, you know, we had a lot of uh, downlines and a lot of, uh, you know, direct marketing uh, companies that were using constant contact. And so I just was in that world, but never, it never interested me and it was not for me. And uh, so I just always sort of said no to all the uh, offers and opportunity. Uh, I, I then met, you know, uh, uh, met a, a company and a product that I loved, and so, and it, now it's a product line, and that's where Paul and I were both, you know, on the same downline together, uh, had not having met. So we connected and sort of attached at the hip um, to now partner in several things together, uh, and just you know, complementing each other's you know skills and, and uh, expertise, and and really raising the water level of each of us collectively because of what we're bringing to the table. Um, but it's really. Uh, you know, the, I, I look at what's your portfolio? I mean, do you have alternative investments in the mix? You know, as well, I have stocks like this, I have that. Do you have alternative investments? And this, you know, we're talking about this. It could be a side hustle, a part-time thing, but, but you have to treat it like a business no matter how much time you put into it. It's not when it's part-time doesn't mean you don't give it the attention that you get. You just carve out the amount of time for that part-time thing and treat it like a business. And guess what? It will become something big if you do that. And so, so as I've seen that, experienced that, then it was, you know, focus, how do I focus more on it and get more, more active and involved? So it's really important to, to focus on it, on it, anything you're doing as a business, regardless of full-time, part-time, side gig, you know, uh, or whatever it may be. What do you think? Ha having been, and I love that you, you mentioned this in your story, Alec, that, you know, you, you had comp companies and, and network marketing groups that were using constant contact. So you're sort of aware of it. You had this perception of, oh, that's that's not really for me. And then, you know, something changed. You encountered a product that you liked and that shifted your position initially. And you kind of got on the other side of that. What was different about network marketing when you actually got into that space and, and connected with a great guy like Paul as a, as a partner along that journey that was different from what your preconception was? Yeah, so... so um... You know, I think it's just stepping back and looking at business, right? So, so 85% of all businesses are existing product or service that someone steps in and just executed on a better product with some new features, you know, so it hasn't been dusted off and, and being reinvented or innovated with, or services, you know, deliver and execute a better service. 50% of something new didn't exist before, like we see with Airbnb and Uber and, and also constant contact, uh, you know, and so, so when you look at something that like indirect, you know, sort of the direct marketing side of things, you know, you've got an established business, you've got an established product line, you have a lot of things that are there for you, and now it's just, now it's just all of the blocking, tackling, and, and, and connections, and, and, and managing your network, collaboration, engagement, all the things you would do. So, so in some ways, it gives you a little bit of that leg up to, because a lot of the pieces are in place. They figured it out, they figured out how you're gonna make money, you know, they start, you know, they're figuring out how to, how to be successful at building business around it. And then you adapt it to yourself or you partner up with others who've had success like I have done uh, to, to, to do it together and figure out what, you know, the strengths of each and, 
and really uh, you know treat it like a business. And so so it's a, it's different, um, but it also has a lot of lot of a uh, lot of pieces in place to make it easier. But you got to still put the work in. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I, I I loved what you said about you know that a lot of the things had been figured out for you. You know, you looking at that background that you had, you know, previously way back when in, you know, business development and sales, you know, same sort of thing, all, any good salesperson, they're looking for that track to run on. But as a salesperson, you know, your, your upside and your sort of long-term ownership potential might be limited. And so what's so, what I, what I have found is sort of a, you know, a, a business nerd looking at what network marketing has to offer when the opportunity is the right thing is that you have, you know, some of the, the entrepreneurial uncapped upside potential where you can really, you know, build something huge if, if you go after it and you treat it like a, a proper business and, and you do all the things to, to treat it seriously and, and to be a real professional. But you, like you said, right, you don't have to worry about fulfillment. You don't have to worry about legal and all, you know, just all these sort of things that when you, when you are starting your own company is, as you know, very, very well, there's so many extra headaches you have to take on that network marketing can kind of take off your plate for you. So that's a pretty powerful thing for the, the little guy getting started and trying to figure out where to go and place a bet. Right. Yes. Getting, you got Tom yeah. muted. There you go. Oh, I would, I would no more be the network marketing owner than the man in the moon. They may make a hundred million bucks but they got a lot of problems. And instead of having personnel problems, I get to be the personnel problem. And so all I had to do is find a great product and a great comp plan, a great company behind me. So I can just be this train wreck called Tom Chenault with all these unbelievable contacts, bring them in to have their own business and be able to inspire them and be the point of sale. And that's what Alex talking about. That's why this is the greatest form of entrepreneurship out there. And then all of a sudden you get some capital and you get to go build a business in the attic, like constant contact or the other five or six companies that he's done that he's been able to scale to unbelievable numbers. The name of the game is work smart, not hard, but you're still going to work hard, right? I mean, it's not easy being anything successful. It takes all you got, right? Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, it, it just, you know, if you want to be successful, you know, you got to put the time in, you got to put the effort in. Uh, and, and, uh, it's, again, it's just, you know, prioritization, right? You got to uh, make the time and prioritize it. You can't just all that's over here on the side. And I could just, you know, just like starting a business. If you start, if you, if you have a new idea you want to launch, you might be doing it like moonlighting on it while you have a full-time job. But you got to carve out the time to really focus on it and, and do all the things to start to get the flywheel of that idea going. You can't just let it sit there and percolate while you're doing your other thing full time. So whatever it is that you're doing, you've got to carve out the amount of time needed to, to, to make it successful. I don't look for passion. That's what I tell people. I look for obsession. If you're obsessed, we're probably going to get along because I can course correct you. If, you're, if you've got that kind of eye of the tiger, and that's why... I love this Rick Manelius, Adrian's partner, and Adrian on the contactmapping.com front because they're obsessed. They get me up every morning at the crack of dawn and put me to bed way after the sun goes down every night. And they work me like a dog in between because they're obsessed and I can ride their obsession. And in your network marketing business, in anything that you do, look for obsession. You can train everything else. That obsession is the name of the game. We've got Alex Stern with us who... 
I think is the father Adrian never had. And I want, we're going to come back right after this. It's been a great time. We'll be right back. Back to you, Adrian. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's uh, much truth said in jazz. No, just kidding. <laughs> it's th This has been such a fun conversation and, and I love that sort of full circle that you know, Alec has had these amazing experiences with constant contact that I've, you know, that I, I have so much more still to learn from, but that I've already been, you know, studying and learning from, but, you know, the intersection of that and, and, you know, you having discovered the, the power and, and, you know, the value as an individual entrepreneur in the network marketing space, it, it's really neat to be able to kind of pull these two things together and have a conversation today. And, you know, just thinking about contact mapping, where we talk about this all the time that, you know, network marketing is, is in large parts where our, our roots came from, because it's what my, my dad has, has done for so many years and, and where a lot of the different concepts were, you know, really solidified of contact mapping. But everything that we're talking about here, just like how we talked about network marketing principles are really just business principles. These are things that apply no matter what you do for a living. And they actually apply to everything that you do. Because even if you're in network marketing, you are, you know, you're not just one, no, none of us are just one thing, right? You're, you might be an entrepreneur and you're also a parent and you're also a member of your community and a leader and all these things. And, and so starting to think about how do I just show up as someone of value, somebody who can contribute, somebody who can be that connection point inside of all of these different things that I do and help everybody to win? Because that's what's going to allow me to get to, you know, to attract bigger and bigger opportunities because I am that sort of intersection point of all of these things and all of these people. And, you know, lo and behold, you know, Alex Stern, who I had no idea, you know, who we had no idea had any connection to the network marketing profession whatsoever. And yet because of being connected and showing up as somebody who is, is willing and open to connecting powerfully with others, all of a sudden these relationships show up and that's available to every one of us. If you know, you're, if you're only looking at your business as the, the, prospect in front of you and are they going to buy whatever widget or join whatever business opportunity is the thing that I'm just hammering on right now you're you're capturing you know 1 or 2% of the opportunity that could exist for you and what we want you to do is to to be able to unlock that other 98 99% out there that's there and you're if your frequency is is off because you're just that sort of you know that hammer with a nail that you're gonna you're gonna miss out on so much of the world, right, Dad? I'm talking to Rob McFadden a couple of weeks ago. You know, he's not himself. I go, what's wrong? He goes, oh, this deal's breaking down. I'm in. I go, what is it? He goes, oh, some real estate deal. And he goes, I need somebody with eight million bucks. I go, well, I got a good friend with eight million bucks. What do you need? And he I said, send me the con, you know, send me the piece of paper. And Adrian knows this is true. I said, give me an executive summary. I'll send it to this guy. He's got four hundred million dollars. He buys that much real estate all the time, and we'll see if he likes the deal. Two minutes later, I'm having dinner with that guy the next night. He goes, Jesus, that deal was unbelievable. My lawyer is right there in Park City. I want to see that deal. Do you think you can get them together? I said, that's exciting. So I called up Robin Batten and I said, one thing, how much money do I make if I put this deal together? He said, I'll, here, he told me and bam, 
you know, you can't, you can't, Rob McFadden's a network marketer. He's not, you know, I'm not a real estate guy, but I know real estate guys. I am the connector of connectors. Alex Stern is the connector of connectors. He knows deals, but he's a connected guy. And all you need to do is understand that your agenda sucks. Make it Alex agenda. All right. Got to go back to the show. I, I love me. All right. We'll be right back. Oh, no, we're here. This is Tom Chanel. It's the Network Marketing Show. And it is awesome. I mean, I'm telling you what, I, th I think this guy like might be one of my idols. That's that simple. Alex Stern. He took a company from an attic to a billion bucks and sold it. That's what I want to do when I grow up. Here I am, 69 years old. He's a kid compared to me. He's already done it. And now I'm watching him do it over and over again. He's got all this life still left in him. And where he is, is on Clubhouse, finding people at the lowest common denominator to give them advice on how to be bigger, better, bolder, more passionate, more obsessed. So what I want you to do is go to alexspeaks.com, A-L-E-C, speaks.com. Look at his website. Understand that this is the kind of guy that you want to be when you grow up. It's right there on the speed, on the screen. Back to you, Adrian. I, I love that. And, and you just feel Alex Hart for so funny. contributing back into the world and, and, and connecting with others. And so, Alec, you know, in this, you not probably not new, but you know, where you're putting more of your focus on on mentoring and contributing back into that entrepreneurial marketplace. You know, for somebody who's trying to level up, who's trying to to make it big as an entrepreneur, you know, what's the what's the number one piece of advice that that you come back to over and over again as as you're trying to help these people? Yeah, so I just want to clarify one thing because it uh, came up a moment ago. So so. I, I live by the African proverb, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go with others. So, yeah. so this is not an I story whatsoever with Constant Contact or the other seven companies I've had success with. This is a we story. Uh, I stayed in my lane. I know what I was good at. We brought in the right people above, uh, next to and below, like you need to do. Uh, and so you're going to start a business. You need to bring in those right people. Let, let titles aside, title agnostic, egos at the door, and just do what's best for the business. And we had 1,500 people. Uh, when we sold the company. And so, yes, we were an overnight success in 18 years. In year 10, we had our initial public offering. And year, eight years later, we sold for 1.1 billion with 1,500 people that, that were all the, you know, the, the reason for that success, plus 8,000 partners in the one-to-many, you know, channel strategy, plus, plus an amazing board, plus an amazing set of investors, uh, you know, and plus our, the last but not least, the you know, amazing set of customers. So just really, really important to, it's a we story. And, and so when you're starting a business, you know, what, what lane are you in? Are you operational? Are you technical? Are you more front facing outward? And you've got to, you've got to round out, you know, the skill set and not wear all the hats. It's the opportunity cost is too great for you to do something that's not in your wheelhouse to learn it, figure it out and do it just because, well, we'll save some money. What you're not doing that you're really good at, you could double down and do more of if you stayed in your lane. I think that's one of the biggest things that most people sort of think, well, I just got to do all this. You don't, you know, hire somebody who can do it half the time, do it, do it much better and do it right for short money, including hiring interns, you know, or VAs or others to do it, not necessarily, you know, a fractional person that you can hire and then go, you know, and then stay in your lane so you can double down on what you're, what you're really good at. That's, that's huge. Hold it for a second. 
So here's how he course corrected me. I gave him all credit for constant contact. And he spent two minutes giving credit to everybody but himself. That's how you get ahead. That was beautiful, Alec. Go ahead, Adrian. Yeah, that that was awesome. And I think it's so important for us to learn that, you know, like, especially in the early days. And I, I'll, I'll raise my hand and say, I, I struggle with this personally, right? You, you're always feeling like you have all these things to do, not enough minutes in the day and not enough dollars to get it done. And it's, you know, it's so easy to get trapped into thinking that you have to just figure out how to do it all on your own and you have to keep pressing and learning the power of that leverage is something really important that we all can learn from. And and like you said, whether it's interns or virtual assistants, I mean, there's, there's incredibly cost-effective ways that you can do this. You don't have to be a zillionaire to have an assistant anymore. And we all should be doing a lot more of that to be able to, you know, to get more done and to shift things off of our plate that, that we suck at anyway, and that are not the, and as a result, are not the right use of our time. It's so important. Alec, what, 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 um, as we, so we got about a minute and a half left to wrap up for people who, you know, who want to connect more with what you're up to. I know we sent them to, to your website, but is there anything else that you would like to share with our audience or, or on a way that you'd like them to, to keep connecting with you in the future? Yeah. Yeah. So alexspeaks.com is the best place to go because it's got all my social channels there. Um, you can learn a little bit more about me. You can uh, watch some of my past uh, uh, you know, interviews and so forth. Um, you can connect in for mentoring. You can connect in, you know, if you have a speaking opportunity, there's, a, there's all kinds of uh, ways to sort of get in touch. A good central, central place to, to start and, and then see, see what happens. That's awesome. And if you're, if you're on Clubhouse, you got to make sure you follow Alec and, and check out what he's up to. He's bringing huge value there. Go follow him around on social and, and watch what he's up to. And, you know, there's a lot of big company people that are, you know, in, in the network marketing space that are listening and watching this. I mean, this is a guy who would be phenomenal to have come and speak. As so you at your company. Yeah, exactly. You got to come back on here with Capozio because, you know, you've got your, you're at, you know, he talks to you. He, he was telling me about all your stuff, your Grammys experience, your pizza experience. All he is your best PR guy on the planet because he humanizes you because you're bigger than life. And having Paul come along and say, you know what? This is also a guy's guy. This is a guy that you can have a piece of pizza with, you can hang out with, and also make a deal with. So next week, we love you guys. It's great to have Alex Stern with us. Go to alexspeaks.com. Thanks for listening. This was the Network Marketing Leadership Show with Adrian, Tom, and Alec. Thank you so much for listening to the show. You can get a lot more content like this going to contactmapping.com.